0: safe is it safe dirty bombs anthrax random terrorism SARS chemical attack Ebola extremism deterioration chaos we will become contaminated. And that contamination will ultimately kill us. We gate our communities, we filter our water, and we hope that it won't come to us, not to our neighborhood or to our family today. We look out for vaccinations, even when we're not vaccine-friendly, just in case. Knowing that despite... protect us against some forms of contamination and possible death. In fact, it might be the only thing that protects us from contamination and death. If there were a vaccine for any of these things we've mentioned, available to us today, who wouldn't line up for the best chance of decontamination? Their best chance of life? In fact, there were far more volunteers than they actually needed for the recent human trials of Canada's Ebola vaccine when it was trialed in Halifax through the IWK. Certainly only some of that can be attributed to altruism. Some people, maybe a lot of people, think that God, if he exists at all, isn't interested in the contamination of our world. They think that he stands away. He might have put us in motion, but he stands away, far away. Maybe he sits on a grand throne of some sort, not getting involved in the affairs of humanity, except maybe to cause us troubles, to laugh, our misery, our fear. Anyone who has seen the pain and suffering in our world, in 2014 was a bumper crop year for that, anyone who has seen the pain and misery in our world simply can't believe that God, if he is a God, is anything more than a power comical baby lying in a manger, sitting up occasionally to pose for Christmas cards, blessing his parents with pontifical favor. (laughs) Some sentimentalize the image of a baby in a manger without thinking through what it really means for us, about what it means for God. And Christians often become embarrassed by this seemingly powerless Image of God, especially when a tsunami wipes out human beings like bugs on Boxing Day, or when the Christians in Mosul have been there for 2,000 years are driven out in days, wiped out as a passing annoyance without leaving even a smudge on the map. Christmas, you see, can really only be for children, for those who have not seen pain, for those who have not witnessed suffering. God is a baby? Why a baby? Cute little baby. Nice nativity play. And that's it. God is a baby? Better a powerful warrior. Or someone who can do something about the mess that we're in. That might do. But not a baby. Why a baby? At one time, a long time ago, God showed his relational connection with humanity as he walked. And chatted with them was his creative world. He loved it. But people challenged his love and decided to do their own thing. They became contaminated with the hurt, rejection, rebellion, and made a mess of things. God, in his nature, is so different from this. These things were so harmful, so contrary to his nature and character, that God could not risk becoming contaminated by them them, mingle with them the way he had before. He put on a contamination suit, in a way, and the people thought he'd left them. Even though the people were now contaminated with a serious virus, God did not leave them alone. The contamination meant that they will certainly die, but God kept trying to make contact with his people to remind them that he loved them. He even set up a decontamination tent, so the people who had been Disinfected, could come and meet with them there. He could take off his decontamination suit and enjoy their company face to face for a while. But this wasn't good enough for him. He wanted to be with people that he loved all the time like they used to be in the old days. He didn't want to have to wear the decontamination suit all the time. He wanted to make a way for people not to be contaminated that would keep them that would save their lives. God knew the only way to do this was to develop a vaccine. To make a vaccine would be very risky. To make a vaccine means taking the virus into his own body and overcoming it. He would have to take off his decontamination suit and risk contamination and death if he were to make a vaccine that would save the people But would he love them enough? Could God really love them that much? 2,000 years ago, God took off his decontaminations. And in a room belonging to animals, lying in the hay, he embraced the risk of decontamination. He embraced the risk of decontamination in order to make a vaccine. save people from an otherwise certain death. God arrived at human flesh so that in his flesh he could manifest the vaccine that would save our very lives. He died in our place, life, we have the offer of a vaccine that will not inoculate us against the effects of that contamination. The contamination of rage, of violence, of rebellion. The contamination that causes us to hurt each other, to be rude to each other, to kill each other. The contamination that keeps us from walking and chatting with God again, like people used to. didn't hide. He could have been a passerby. He could have left us to suffer and die on our own. But he loves. He's involved. He offers us a vaccine in his flesh and blood. And at Christmas we see God in human flesh. God in human flesh. When you peer into the manger this Christmas, look closer. Look closer. Listen carefully. God is whispering something. It's not just a cute and warm and lovely story at all. It's not a fantasy. It's hard and wonderful and terrible all at once. It's reality. It's God. That's why a baby. And that's why Christmas. It doesn't necessarily inoculate us against the effects of life in this world. But it enables us to get involved in people's lives the mess of people's lives to help bring hope in the midst of suffering and to live in the face of death without becoming contaminated by hopelessness and meaninglessness in a sense that it's all going to come to nothing. This vaccine means that we don't have to fear insecurity and the precariousness of life. It's a present that gives us a future. The call to share the vaccine. Though, this is the part we might not like so much, is a call to risk. It's a call to risk. A call to risk beyond comfort, avoidance, and fear. So why do we return to all those old rules that say the world is contaminated, don't touch it? It's safe here. Don't touch it. Don't handle, don't taste a contaminated world needs us to bring the news of the vaccine. And yet, we are so often comfortable in our routines, maybe in our church buildings, maybe in our lives, we know that to step out will be costly and will risk our comfort. But we can't bring Jesus and his love to the hurting if we're afraid to touch them. We can't bring hope to the suffering if we're not willing to go. Being with somebody in their suffering means embracing suffering ourselves. I don't like that. This goes against the grain of contemporary culture that says we should avoid pain or discomfort at any cost. But what did Jesus say about it? What did he do? He touched lepers, he dined with sinners, he was involved in the mess of the world. To live for a God who risks so much for us means to set aside our agenda. Self protection, self interest, and live a different way. I wonder who your heroes in the faith are. As you think about them, as you think about their lives, I'm betting that not one of them was somebody who enjoyed sitting at home. Well, they might have wanted to sit at home. aside when we look into the world into which we've been placed. People often avoid involvement today, sometimes to extreme degrees. We read the stories in the newspaper about how nobody's willing to step in and get involved. But you know, in my own experience, the people I find most Christ-like are the people who don't just listen to me have a moan and then share their own moan. But the people who <laughs> at the end of my moan say, what can I do to help? They're rare, they're like gold dust. I wish I could live up to that. And I know I don't. Not often enough. And so, if we don't go, no one else will find out about this vaccine. We won't be able to bring the life of Christ, the hope of his life, his life. We don't need to fear because, you know, there's nowhere we can go that Jesus hasn't been there already. So, what's stopping us from taking the risk? If Jesus could hang out with the sinners without fear of contamination, why can't we? Maybe it's somebody else's ridicule we're worried about. Is it possible to live a holy life in the midst of real life? It is. Yes, it is. And we're called to do that every day. The light we bear is only a reflected light, it's Christ's light. It's gifted to us, rather than something that we have to generate somehow. His love is unfailing. His love has no end. So what is the real fear? Is it fear we will fall into sin? He's able to keep us from falling. Is it fear that will be hated? Jesus said, if the world hates me, guess what? Church that will change the world. If you're willing to embrace the risk that life might not be as comfortable and predictable and stable as you'd like it to be, then we're ready to live this life for Christ in the midst of a world that needs just more than a glimmer of hope. Our involvement with those who have no hope is one way that God brings His light into the darkness, one way that we live hope. Hope is active waiting, it perseveres even when we can't see clearly. Who hopes for what they can see? That's what we already have, but we hope for what we don't see. And we seek to make real the present what God has already made real for our future. Because Jesus came. Because of what he did, we have hope for the world. So what about us? What are we aiming for this season? This year? This lifetime? We have one short shot at it. We want it to last forever. We have eternity. But this life, one short shot. And we need a generation of leaders who opt for the significant things. Who bring hope where people cannot see all that God has for them. That hopes for justice and peace and healing in a world of conflict and despair is more than a pipe dream. Don't head into the field without the vaccine. But once you have it, don't be Those who are willing to risk everything to share hope have everything to gain. The God who risks contamination by taking his decontamination suit off sends us out to leave fingerprints all over the world. I'm going to play a song. The words will be on the screen. It's my current favorite this Advent season uh, by a former student of mine. As it plays, I invite you to respond to whatever God is speaking to you this morning. And you can sit and reflect on the words. To sing if you want. You may wish to tear down these signs and tape that say "Don't touch" as a symbol of your willingness to go anywhere. Friend. You might want to make a bright paint mark on the world in chaos as a symbol of your willingness to bring hope wherever you go. There's even wipes for your finger afterwards. You might just want to pray, but what it seems everyone has had a chance to respond appropriately to what God is speaking.